and then one day, my this is my humble brag of the day. You'll have these special uh, in ear mm. monitors, yeah. fancy smanchy oh. headphones, and then then we can, you do, can runs. do this. We can do runs on the pot too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> I feel. I wish you weren't the editor because we could keep that in. Oh man, I'll keep it in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That needs to be the it's intro one day. It's time for the bye-bye moment of the week. <laughs> Welcome to Bench Reactions, an NBA podcast brought to you by Club Haunted House. I'm your host, Patrick Hervey, and I'm joined today by my shirt brothers, Dan Lyons, Chase Baker, and Jason Lamprecht. What's up, Dan? Nates. Wait, were you were you actually at the Rickett? I would rather be I was. I'm more of a Club Aqua guy. <laughs> I was gonna say I'd rather go to Club Aqua. I'd rather have Club Aqua uh, support the podcast than but dude, did you hear about that? <laughs> but did you hear about that deck collapsing though? <laughs> On Kim K's head. Oh. It fell off. I love that we can enjoy this and, you know, literally not a single person that listens to this understands what we're talking they about. They are today. They will today. It's okay. They will today. They will. Oh, they will. Sure will. We're going to, hey, no, no spoilers. No oh, spoilers. All right. We've uh, obviously got, we've got a lot to cover on today's episode. We are going to talk through some summer league standouts and a bunch of other stuff that I don't want to spoil before we uh, wrap up with Dirty Dan's dirty, dirty mud pie moment of the week. All right, guys, dirty. let's jump in. Summer League has been happening for what feels like seven weeks now. I think it's only been actually like a week and a half, two weeks maybe. Thought we could spend a few minutes uh, talking about some Summer League standouts. Let's go around the horn here and talk about one guy that has uh, has stood out to us. This is really just an excuse for all of us to clear out and talk about the dudes on our own teams <laughs> that we really enjoy uh, talking about. So I'm going to turn it over to Jason, who's just been absolutely delirious for the last week and a half, uh, Jay, take it away. Take a couple minutes to educate our listeners on uh, on somebody that's on the Los Angeles Lakers that's really uh, causing a stir. And Jay, you're glowing. There's just this oh, glow oh. about you right now. <laughs> Is it the Halo song? Oh. <laughs> it actually might be. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's a, that's that's a proud Papa glow is what you're seeing. That's, you know, um, guys, it's just, we need to stop being surprised. He's speechless. We need to stop being surprised when the bus brothers, Joey and Jesse, shout out, have, keep unearthing these gems. The newest one, Max Crispy Christie, who... I shout sh- who Crispy I shouted Kane. out at the end of the podcast last week because I sent you uh, you guys the the clip of his dunk on the Golden State Warriors. Um, I can't wait for him to do that on the real Golden State Warriors, but uh, but Amen. he absolutely detonated their uh, their summer league team the other day. Um, look, it, when you the, the cool thing is that there are websites that are actually keeping stats for summer league, which is fun, um, and you can actually sort by like. Uh, points uh, scoring leaders or, or whatever stat you want to uh, sort by. And when you sort by points per game, um, Max Christie's right there in the mix uh, with all the, all these other guys who are, who most of which, you know, we're talking about Chet Holmgren. We're talking about Jabari Smith. We're talking about dudes who were 
lottery picks, top five picks who are also in their second year um, who are dominating summer league. And then you go right down the list and there's Max Christie, who most people don't know about if you are not a a devoted follower of uh, Lakers Twitter, but he was a second round pick last year. He spent most of the last year on a two way um, he did get a lot of minutes kind of pre-trade deadline, and then he was relegated to being a garbage time guy. But the real ones have known that uh, that the king was 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 returning, <laughs> that the, the heir of Slytherin uh, has, has arrived at Hogwarts. Um, <laughs> um, he's, yeah, he's, he's shooting the lights out. He, he's shooting 50% from three. Uh, in the three games he's played in some in Vegas summer league specifically, um, and uh, and according to the athletic article that was written about him, where he also uh, was compared to Austin Reeves, uh, which is just music to my ears. He's he has uh, gained uh, sixteen pounds uh, of muscle since he came into the league last year. He's gone from one eighty nine to two hundred five. So. That's cool. He supposedly is in the uh, the cold or the ice tub, the cold tub up to his chest every single day, and uh, you know all of the all of the stuff, all the stuff that they say about guys when they're trying to to, to hype them up as as chamber, right? <laughs> up to his chest. I'm gonna use that as like that's how do you know he's hard. Is do not go he's up to his chest. Wim Hof method shout out. But yeah, just to have all of the stuff that they normally say about uh, about budding stars, about lottery picks, about guys who are emerging, to be saying about this guy who uh, was not seen as that level talent, um, except by those of us who knew all along, it's uh, it's exciting. And he's going to be slotted into a role he can totally play, which is dream open threes, guard on the perimeter, and uh, no, not going to ask too much of you because he's going to be like that probably the fourth guard uh, on this team. And he probably is going to outplay that role by the end of the year is, is the hope. And then he'll be a restricted free agent for the same way Austin Reeves was this year. So the formula is rolling, baby. The formula is working. We're just going to keep it coming. Look out. That was beautiful, Jay. Thank you. Let's uh, let's move on to our, our jazz men. Over here, jazz, the jazz. We've got Dan and Chase, who I, I think are both going to, I'm assuming, jazz. sort of like do a little little pick and roll, little lob action here, <laughs> talking about one one guy from Utah, I'm assuming. Am I assuming correct, gentlemen? One gay. Oh, I'm about to find Chase on the backdoor cut here. Shout out to Tari Eason. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tari Eason backdoor cuts all day. go. Okay, I'm, I'm going I'm to start this, Chase, and you, you finish. So, what... Did my eyes just be held? Keontae freaking George. Get used to that name, fellas. Man, he was a steal at 16. I actually heard, I don't know if I made this up or if I actually heard this, but I did hear that the Jazz had Keontae George ranked ahead of Taylor Hendricks. And when he was, when Hendricks was available, they were like, okay, we'll just take Hendricks and then we think that George is coming later. I might have just completely butchered that, but either way, the Keontae George looks freaking, freaking awesome. Absolutely 1,000% a smoke show in basketball hot girl talk. Uh, he 
just completely passes the eye test. It's so, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. He's so sharp. That was actually the thing that, that I thought the most when I was watching him. He just really, he looked explosive. He looked really in command of the ball. Um, he could get to his spots. His jumper was sharp, was just really, really smooth. He looked really awesome. I'm lobbing this one up to you, Chase. Bump set spike. Let's spike this. And the best part about uh, just the eye test for me is that uh, not only was he very dominant as a as a scorer, but like he very much proved his passing ability as well. I don't have the stats on hand like related to assists, but it was very clear that he wasn't just like a ball dominant uh, point guard only. Like he really he really moved the ball around a lot. And he's got some, uh, I think he's got some Dame time in his blood because in his NBA uh, Summer League debut, his 33-point game, which was the first Summer League game that he scored those points in, he scored 17 of them in the fourth quarter. So there was a little bit of an element of like, all right, like I'm, I've got that dog in me and I'm going to, I'm going to take over the fourth quarter. And uh, so that was really exciting to see. Yeah. Just, just the fact that I think he's clutch. He's a passer. We need another point guard that can not only score, but be, a, have the passing in the DNA. Uh, I would argue that's something that maybe Donovan uh, didn't quite have. Obviously, Donovan was much further ahead, or at least we had uh, more evidence going to the first season that he was further ahead in terms of his offense. Keontae, we don't know. He's very young. But I think there's a better balance of point guard DNA in Keontae from the outset than maybe we would have seen with Donovan at this point uh, in in his summer league time. I, st- I love Donovan. He's still he's still solid. He's still my guy. But it's exciting to see so early in summer league Keontae step forward and really be like the point guard on offensive steroids. Really, really exciting. Yeah, they've been kind of like thirsty for a, a guard for you know, since they traded Don, I guess it hasn't been that long. They had Don since John Stockton. <laughs> since yes. Last we've been very year. thirsty. Um, can I just say, <laughs> hey, it looks like he could be that guy. Can I just say, I appreciate Danny Ainge bringing his, uh, post draft revisionist bragging, uh, legacy to Utah where he just says, Oh yeah, I actually had Keontae George higher than Taylor Hendricks on my list. None of you can ever. No, no. Didn't you see my draft board? No, he <laughs> was higher. You, none of he you was could higher. ever actually corroborate this no, or no. prove this or prove or disprove it. <laughs> he pulls up a word, do- word document. And he's like, see, this is look, I had it on here. Like Dan, you just wrote <laughs> what's that this, yesterday. What's this what? say at the bottom? <laughs> just, July 15th, 2023. Says- what? Per sources. Oh, okay. Yeah, you we know, just that makes can't sense. forget that, that one point he tried to trade three, three to four first round picks to draft Frank Kaminsky. I just want everyone to remember that. I thought it was Justice Winslow. It was Justice Winslow, not Frank Kaminsky, right? No, I'm pretty sure it was Frank the Kaminsky sh- no, they were trying to I trade up for. I think he tried to trade for Justice Winslow, and Charlotte was like, no thanks. We'll take Frank Kaminsky. Mm. Anyway, they were trying to trade for that chocolate okay. fish. Okay. Frank the tank, dude. Oh man! To really, to very, very quickly tie the bow on Kante George, his lock screen on his phone is all of the draft sort of negatives about him. And I was reading a little bit about that, <laughs> and it's actually not a. It wasn't like a oh screw the haters. Like I'm going to prove everybody wrong. It was very much like a hey, actually, like maybe some of the, some of these people like have points, and I just want to continually work on my game. So he's he's hungry, and I I don't know. I like the humility. I like that. Like like I said, smoke show. I'm stoked for the Keontae George era. Also, I hope his ankle gets ow, better. Ow. <laughs> Freaking. 
Yes. Yes, please. Did he, let's, did he let's... sprain his ankle? Sure did. Oh, man. What's up with all these injuries in summer league, man? Like, we didn't even get to see. We mm. got to see like three minutes of Scoot. I'm in Thompson. We got to see like a game. Just a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Let's give a shout out to the Should real jump MVP in with of my summer guy? league. Speaking of uh, preseason injuries. Dan, Dan's Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Wait, can I do a little bit of a tie-in for Patrick? Speaking of preseason injuries... Patrick, who do you have to talk about? <laughs> Listen, there's no injury with this guy now. Okay, he's worked his way back. He's 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 back and better than ever. Looking spry, coast to coast, man. It's blocking got- it on one end, bringing it up the floor on the other. Granted, look, like most of these dudes have played like two games in summer league, and we're like, oh my gosh, this guy looks so good. But <laughs> I do think there's enough evidence. Chet's played at least probably what three or four games. Um, the offense is, uh, I think going to come along slowly. It's got a good looking shot. He's got some stuff off the dribble. Um, they absolutely tore apart Indiana's pick and roll defense. He was just catching lobs and dunking literally everything the other night, which was great to see, but it's the defense, man. Like his ability you want, especially high lottery picks. You want them to show at least, you know, something at a very high level, very, very quickly or very early on right you've got the dudes who kind of have it all together right from the get-go but i think that's probably more rare than than other guys and chet looks like he's already going to be like an elite defensive menace in the paint which is exactly what the thunder did not have last year you guys got to listen to me complain constantly about their front court rotation and how they basically had nobody except my beloved mike muscala and jalen big jalen williams yeah, that's basically it. I mean, Chet looks like it, I, I'm just imagining Case and Wallace, Lou Dort, just putting the clamps on guys uh, outside the paint, funneling them into the paint. And guess who you got to look forward to? You get to meet Chet at the rim. And the dude is just so freaking long. He just, yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm stoked out of my mind about this Thunder team. Like, Usman Jang looks good. Case and Wallace looks good. Obviously, wing Jalen Williams absolutely balled out in Salt Lake. And I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of that dude lately. He looks like a freaking linebacker. You should go look it up on Twitter. He looks like he's gained like 20 pounds of muscle. It's insane. So, uh, yeah, sky's the, limits on, uh, sky's the limit on this team this, this season. Uh, I'm just stoked to see it all come together with, uh, with our beloved Mark Dagnalt at the helm. Dude, he's a linebacker. <laughs> Holy he's crap. He's been he's, he's, he's been up to his chest, man. First <laughs> he has been up to his chest. <laughs> Ice baths for days, dude. Bros, he he he's getting a nice step up to up to his <laughs> chest. Speaking of which, there's a picture of him just someone <laughs> Oh, it was uh he oh no okay this is an instagram story of jalen posting a picture of himself and there's a caption that says cue the drug test dude he is also he's like yoked. the real mvp of social media so if you're not following him on twitter you absolutely should he's and he's a gem man three words chase did you have somebody you were wanting home. to shout out was it micah potter or somebody else well, I actually decided to go the non-jazz route and uh, just give a quick little highlight of someone else who's stuck out uh, to me since I kind of handed the the Keontae, the vast majority of the Keontae momentum off to off to Danalytics. Uh, so I've got Taco uh, Fall. Ta- <laughs> <laughs> Chinese uh, Taco League. Fall. Taco Taco. Get back up. 
Uh, a player that I've been keeping an eye on that stuck out to me is none other than Mr. Hunter Tyson of the Denver Nuggets summer league roster. Giving a nice I, shout out to the Nuggies. Nugs. Yeah, man, that's that's unlike that's unlike uh, me as a as a Rocky Mountain and as they are Rocky Mountain enemies of us. But uh, I was really impressed looking at some of his highlights, and so I started to dive in. He's a five year Clemson grad, so I guess there, whether it was an injury. I didn't dive in as deep, but uh, the story that that I looked into said he had to kind of wait his time, like, you know, a lot of bench minutes, worked his way up, graduated, uh, worked his way up into kind of a G League, like elite camp, and then uh, got this spot on the Nuggets roster, and that dude has been cooking. Uh, 30, this last game, 31 points on 11 of 13 shooting, 7 of 9 from 3, and the game before that, he was 19 points, 12 rebounds, Looked really explosive. Looked like he'd fit, you know, be a really good fit there on the roster. Almost like a baby, uh, uh, is it Bruce? No. Uh, what's the guy they just lost? Brown. Bruce Brown. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Bruce Brown. Yeah, I was going to say Bruce Brown. Oh, it's because I was, part of me was going to say Bruce Bo- <laughs> Bruce, 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 Bruce Bowen, Bowen of Spurs, of yonder Spurs <laughs> days. <laughs> yes. D3. He was like the OG 3 and D guy from like the 2000s, man. Um but uh, yeah, he could be like, he's like a baby Bruce Brown, like in three, two, three more years, I think he'll be ready because he's already 23. He looks very mature. His game looks very mature for his age. I mean, if he's going to have a chance, it's now. But I was, really, I was just really impressed. And like that dude had some crazy, he had like some highlights where he's like hit the baseline, slam dunk, looks really athletic as well. That guy stuck out to me. Love it. Well, uh, we'll see how summer league sort of ends. It's been, uh, you know, there's, there's been some fun moments and also some pretty terrible basketball as well. Jason has one final thought. Did you guys, did you guys see Monty Williams talking, uh, talk about how he wants Marcus Sasser and Asar Thompson (laughs) to marry his daughters? Oh my God. I thought that was a little weird. I was like, uh, we're building a culture in Detroit, baby. Detroit basketball. Uh, Detroit basketball. Wait, I have three words to say to Pat. Chet's good foot. Okay, we're good. Feet. Chet's good foot. Chet's good, good feet. feet. Chet's good feet. <laughs> I can change to this season. <laughs> it finally happened. Chet's good yeah, baby. feet. Chet, please Chet's don't play feet. in any of these, like, Drew Leagues or anything else. Please, 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 no matter what you do. Just don't do it. Also, quick shout-out Jabari Smith Jr. Oh, yeah. He's, he's exciting out, at dude. the moment. He's balling out. Game winners. There's a lot of exciting dudes. Um all right, well, we're going to move into a, a what I would describe as probably like an off-the-hinges uh, segment here. So this is, a, this is a new segment we're introducing here for our guy, Dirty Dan, the Orlando Magic Man, to just just ISO, just clear out, um, let him do his thing. So we're calling this Danalytics. This is where Dan is going to uh, teach us something or share something with us, educate us, using stats, analytics, uh data again really just an opportunity for our guy dan to get some shine so dan you're on the clock i'm i'm giving you five minutes and then i'm cutting you off great well let's start with the most important stat (laughs) metric how about infinity pat how about we start with that number let me read you a tweet about one greta gerwig hold please while i get this pulled up here (laughs) What is she? Is she on the Pistons? What team is she on? 
This is what happens when we have a whole segment that's just because we like the name of the segment. <laughs> you said we are we are not even forty five seconds you into this said, segment. You said I can talk about whatever I wanted, so I'm talking about whatever I want right now. <laughs> <laughs> Two words, solar system. Dan, it's supposed to be about basketball. Absolutely. Dan, let us go. You're on the clock. Go. Go. Oh, where's the tweet? Hang on. Uh, Jason's, Jason's losing it. This is killing me. You can tell that the, 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 the great thing about Dan is he comes really prepared to our podcast, so he's he's known about this for a while, and now he's lost the tweet I, that he I was going to face this tweet. entire segment out I had the tweet pulled up, and I lost it. Wait, was this it really is, supposed to be about this basketball? This is so much funnier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Where the heck is the tweet? It doesn't have to be about basketball, Dan. Just do your thing. Just do okay, it. Okay, Cram. Like, wait, was it really supposed Infinity, to be? Infinity, Greta Gerwig. <laughs> Lost the tweet. <laughs> Barbie. Ryan Gosling. Margot Robbie. What do these words all have to do with each other? <laughs> so analytics. Bad. Did we just lose? Bye, Dan. <laughs> to Dan go? Of Summer League, Dan's Wi Fi. We should just keep oh, this man. in. Just keep it in. This will be the first. <laughs> For the first uh, edition of Danalytics is him Dude, like subtly mentioning Greta Gerwig <laughs> and Infinity and then just falling off and us, us waiting for him and then we just move on. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to be around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he literally just dropped off the pot. Yeah, I wait. I lost my I lost my tweet and then watch he goes, Oh no, I can't I'm losing you and he hits him and just goes <laughs> Damn, this was your moment. Where's this is your moment. Oh. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say this. Danalytics can only go up from here. <laughs> that is for sure. This is Dan's one shiny moment. And he, okay, all right. Well, we officially just lost Dan off the pod. Fun. All right. Moving on to our next segment, which, again, Maybe a little unhinged, but you know what? It's the summer. It's the off season. This is when we get to experiment with stuff and see what works and see what doesn't work. So we are calling this the recommendation station. And really all this is is us giving recommendations on whatever the heck we want to talk about. So could be food, could be music, could be movies, could be shows, activities, uh really again very open-ended as we tend to be on this podcast from time to time so i'm gonna kick it out to the group i have one that that i'm uh i'm ready to share but i want to hear from from you guys we'll do uh maybe two two to three of these and then we'll move on to our next uh our next segment that was like fans back <laughs> you think <laughs> i get one segment i completely fall apart <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had, I had oh my gosh to go in you but did your one shining moment and you and I was pooped like, the bed I was straight like, up pooped like the bed ripping off my tearaways like like get on the like get on the court and I like grabbed my boxers with them too <laughs> and just like do <laughs> you wait 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 did you invent tearaway boxers look this is, this is what i'm that what saying for you know the next pod <laughs> oh yeah tearaway boxers 
That's Dan's recommendation. Well, Dan, we'll yeah, uh, we'll come back good. to you in a minute. Um, we're we're now on the recommendation right. station, so I'm going to kick it out to the group. Who has a who has a recommendation that they would like to share with our audience that they're really just like just looking to get out there into the universe? Is this my opportunity to talk about Barbenheimer on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely is. Until you actually experience it next week. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I, maybe I actually have to watch the movies too. Uh, to actually be able to recommend them but guys there's just a there's a a phenomenon happening in the film fan uh, cinephile community right now where two movies that could not be more different but are but are both exciting for different reasons are coming out on the same day which is one the barbie movie directed by dan's clearly favorite uh, person greta gerwig um greta gerwig has never missed um and the, so the fact that people are out here talking about wanting to see a Barbie movie is credit to her reputation. Plus, uh, the press tour has been just absolutely insane for this movie. Um, just go look at all the things Ryan Gosling has been saying about Kennergy and being Knuff and the fact that he has been waiting his whole life to play Ken. It's just, it's completely bonkers. Um, and then the other movie coming out is Oppenheimer, a long, serious uh, uh, technical achievement of a film about the guy who uh, led the team that invented the atomic bomb uh, and ex- existential dread explosions created without the help of computer generated uh, imagery, uh, just in- insane stuff. And if you want to be just the most unhinged movie person and be part of the movement, uh, see them both on the same day. I'm doing it. At least 200,000 other people with AMC A-list accounts are doing it, according to a report. Uh, come be part of the movement, and uh, you'll you can go back and, and tell your kids that you were part of Barbenheimer. Uh, but also, a movie I have seen that you should see is Past Lives. Go see Past Lives. That was beautiful, Jay. Thank you. I think Dan, didn't you say you had a you had a tweet about what Jason just talked yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Wait, are we just are we just going to segue into uh, back into this, or are we going to come back? No, we're not segueing. You lost your opportunity. You have to wait. You're sitting in timeout for the next at least five minutes. Okay, we're coming back to you. All right, I'm going to pivot into my recommendation for the day, which is uh, which is food related. So Jason just talked about movies. Let's pivot into food. For those of you that don't know, I live in. The great state of Texas, Austin, Texas. There's a lot to love about Texas. A lot to maybe not not love as much, like <laughs> the 105 degree weather that's going on right now, and some of the other stuff that you know happens in the state. But there is a there is one food that kind of rises above the rest, and that food, for whatever reason, is I feel like only in Texas, and I don't really understand why. And I want to talk through it <laughs> for a minute. Um, that food is uh, Victor Wembanyama favorite, and it's breakfast tacos. They're so good. I partook of dude. They're so good. And what I will say is, look, we have breakfast burritos, right? Those exist, kind of. I would say in in most locations in the U.S. Um, this may be a little bit of a controversial take, but I think there are people out there who think that you know what, a breakfast burrito, it's just too much, man. It's it's huge. It's heavy. Unless you have a huge appetite, like I would say most of us on this podcast probably do, but there are people out there who are like, this is a lot of eggs, potatoes, bacon, sausage, whatever you put into it. Breakfast tacos are just like the perfect size. You basically get all the same things just packaged in 
a smaller delicious tortilla and you can eat like six of them and <laughs> not feel terrible about yourself there's so many different like combinations um so anyway if you have not had a chance to try breakfast tacos you need to come to texas try them or i will say they're actually pretty easy to make too so you know you can make them at home get yourself some tortillas you know get get a little get a little cheese get a little egg maybe some bacon sausage whatever kind of you know meat you want to throw in there we do brisket up here in texas which is also just whew, delicious so that's my recommendation for the day uh breakfast tacos i love that it's not like go to this place it's just like try breakfast tacos <laughs> dude you can't go wrong i mean honestly i there there are places that are better than others for sure but I've yet to have a breakfast taco that I was like, this is disgusting. Tor- you really can't go wrong. If you it's live eggs. in a if you live in a place that Torchies has expanded to, that's a decent place to try them. Agreed. You can get brisket, right? Do they have that everywhere? Or is that just an awesome thing? No, they have brisket at Torchies, I'm pretty sure. Love it. Delicious. Let's maybe get yeah, one any, more. Uh, any any mix of uh of Mexican food and breakfast is just a massive W. Chase's um, dream. <laughs> Oh, like all day, every day. Um, you know, uh, it, I, I was on a road trip and we had to stop and get food at a variety of places along the way. I got sick of fast food, but, uh, there was a, let's see, was it, I can't remember where we stopped at, but they, they had, they had a breakfast burrito option and it was by far the best fast food item of any of the fast food joints I ate at over the weekend. McDonald's? So, massive W there. Was it? Uh, let's see. We did. Uh, I think. I think it might have been like Jack in the Box. <laughs> you know, Jack in the so, Box got burritos now. Wow. I can't. I don't even remember the spot. That that weekend's a blur. It was two straight days of of driving. So less than fun. Um, but the breakfast burrito, you know, it's kind of softened the blow of having to drive for you know a combined total twenty five vacation of like like. 40 hours total of driving. But I'll segue. uh, I'm going to start off with a food recommendation and segue back kind of into the entertainment industry through the Barbie part of Barbenheimer into the music industry. Okay, stay with me. First food recommendation, churros at Disneyland. I don't know why. They just hit different (laughs) when you have a churro at Disneyland. Ask anyone who's gone to Disneyland with me. It's all day. It's churros. Every hour, just double churro fisted truck. churros all day, every day. <laughs> I, I am at, just mutilating churros every chance I get. Are you an OG walking, churro, or like, churro or like straw? Like, do you, do you mix it up with like strawberry chocolate? Is it just like. I'll mix it up sometimes, right. but I'm an OG. Just like give me the classic churro while I go sweat. Uh, most of the weight off waiting in line for whatever I'm standing in line with my kids complaining in because I'm going to just eat the churro and it's going to make it all better. Every, everything in between the rides churros are there for me when I'm at Disneyland. And I hope they're there for you listeners that um, you go enjoy churros at Disneyland. So that's my food recommendation. Uh, let's back this now back into the entertainment industry via, uh, the Barbie movie. Uh, some of, some of y'all, y'all here know, and some of the listeners know, I come kind of background from the music industry, uh, working in the social media world now, but still kind of in the music side of things. So I love to hear when movies put together these big rosters of artists that come together and make just like super 
fun music for for movies so, you know doesn't go as well some uh soundtracks don't really slap as hard as others do like the black panther soundtrack all-time great amazing music from the black panther soundtrack the barbie lineup has a very promising lineup of artists it's being produced by one of my favorite producers mark ronson of uh you know uptown funk uh lore great great producer uh there's going to be artists on that soundtrack like uh You've got uh, Charlie XCX, Lizzo, Nicki Minaj, Tame Impala. I'm a big Tame Impala fan. And even Dua Lipa, who, by the way, Dua Lipa is a is cast in the Barbie movie, because why not? And even Ryan Gosling apparently is somewhere in the soundtrack of the Barbie movie. But I saved the best for last year. Billie Eilish, who's one of my favorite artists, artists truly, just dropped her song that she and her brother Phineas, producer, wrote for the Barbie movie. And I'm not kidding. It, the song blew me away. Like I happened to listen to the song for the first time with like all the, my wife and I were sitting watching a show. She released the music video. So we watched the music videos at night. We had all the lights down. It's this very emotional take on who Barbie is. It's like this, the very dark, like other side examining like Barbie doesn't, you know, what is Barbie made for? So the song, the song is literally called, what was I made for? And I highly recommend the song. I'm very pumped. Go out and find the Barbie soundtrack. <clears throat> Excuse me. Go out and find the Barbie soundtrack when it drops because it's going to be dope. Dude, this went way better than I was expecting. I will be honest. <laughs> These are great, like, <laughs> segues pulling from each other. I really... Well, I think what we should do... I think the, tag, Sorry, I think the tagline for this segment should be... What should you do if since there's no basketball to watch? Like summer league's <laughs> yeah. gonna be summer league's gonna be over soon. You know, it's gonna be like at least two months, two three months before there's any basketball to watch. Like bench reactions, bench recommendations. Yes. It could just be as simple as that. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Well, since we were since Chase and Jason both just brought up Barbie, I think we're gonna give Dan a second chance to redeem Redemption. himself. In analytics, are you nervous, Dan? On a scale from one to ten, how nervous are you? Sweaty. Pretty nervous. Don't you dare! Don't don't you dare! All right. You only get one shot, dude. In this case, you only get two shots. So if you screw this up again, you're done. Okay. So all this talk about Barbie. Remember earlier, I talked about one metric being most important in this. A segment of Danalytics, and that's Infinity. Let me read you this tweet from Greta Gerwig. Actually, the tweet's not from Greta Gerwig, but it's from an interview with Greta Gerwig. Okay. Barbie was invented first, Gerwig points out. Ken was invented after Barbie to burnish Barbie's position in our eyes and in the world. That kind of creation myth is the opposite of the creation myth in Genesis. And the tagline for this is, she is operating at levels we can barely comprehend. <laughs> and this, I went, I read a whole, it was like Rolling Stone, or I can't remember, maybe it was Vogue um, interview with Greta Gerwig, where she dives into that a little bit. So in this interview, with uh, she said that like Barbie starts in this place of utopia, where... Right, and then she compares it to the Garden of Eden, like in, in that, right? Like this place of, of innocence of like, you don't know what's going to happen. And then there's this call to adventure with, with Ken. And it's just like blowing my mind, like reading about this. And it's so funny. So all of my friends, when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to like Barbieheimer, 
And, and my friends like, Barbie, that movie looks stupid. And I was like, are you kidding me? This movie is going to, like, transcend, transcend space and time, like, at, at this point. Like, I just have no, like, I feel like I do have a pretty good idea of what to expect, but I had no idea, like, like going into this, that she was going to, like, wrestle with these enormous concepts in a movie about a doll. And so I am just, like, completely stoked out of my mind. For Barbie, apparently this is the pod with that was just a native ad for, for for Barbie. So yeah, everyone listening, go see Barbie. It's gonna blow your mind. It's gonna maybe it's gonna help you find religion. I don't know. It might help me find religion. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna find out <laughs> together, and then we're gonna talk about it afterwards. So I am unbelievably stoked for this movie. This is the epitome wow. of a, a, an NBA offseason <laughs> yes. podcast episode. This is some real like hive mind group think that we've all just like <laughs> melded into one and we're all talking about Barbie. <laughs> this is so <laughs> to, to tie it to basketball, I feel like the way that uh, the, the basketball player most likely to respond to Dan's pitch for Barbie is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I feel like Kyrie, if you were to listen to this pod, he'd be like, yeah. Yeah, Garden of Eden. He'd be like, he'd be like, I am the Greta Gerwig of the he, NBA. He, he'd be like, he would, he would somehow have gotten one of our phone numbers to call in live to the episode, knowing somehow this is happening, and be like, no, 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 the Illuminati got been talking about this moment no, for no. a long LeBron time. Was made to burnish me in my eyes. He's like, I've been to the end of the earth. I've been there and back. And back. There and back again, and point guards tail with Kyrie Irving. Um, all right, well, again, let's let's keep the let's keep the vibes going. Uh, we're we're already so past the point of no return that <laughs> let's just keep this going. So we are uh, we're moving into our next segment, which is going to be our r- relating season three sketches of I think you should leave to the NBA offseason up to this point. So each of us have come with a, uh, a particular sketch, which we will describe. We will take uh, maybe 30 seconds to describe the actual sketch so that everyone that's listening to this knows that what the heck we're talking about. And we're going to relate it to uh, the NBA offseason. So I don't know. Is there somebody who's just like got a, a burning take that they're just like, they want to get out super badly, Chase. It sounds like maybe you. I bet there's going to oh, yeah. be some there's, double dipping. Because I think that's fine. <laughs> but uh, as long as that's that's kosher, then uh, I think we're I think we're um, good. It's yeah. definitely I'll, kosher. I'll go first. So the, 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 the sketch that I picked is the driving crooner. Um, <laughs> describe it. Describe I don't it. I know if I can describe it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the problem with this show. It's like it's it? impossible. Yeah. Do you want me to do the yeah. intro for the sketch? You got it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And you can <laughs> okay, go. Jump in if I miss anything important. So I can't do <laughs> it. Oh, well, I'll do I'll it. Do it. So, so through, I'll, do well, it. I'll say a series of events. <laughs> a man drives his coworker home from the bar, <laughs> and. In, in his car, he has um, uh, stickers on his window. It's of a fedora and a cigar. And so if you're outside the car looking into the car, it looks like the fedora is on top of his head and he's puffing on the cigar like that. So he does, he's doing this movement and his, 
his um his passengers like what are you he's trying to figure out what's going on it's only about halfway through the sketch <laughs> it's only about halfway through the sketch that the camera like goes outside the car and you see the stickers and so you're like what the heck but one of the refrains that he says over and over again is i gotta find a way to make money off of this he just says it over and over again i gotta find a way to make money off of this and so the situation that i picked <laughs> to, to go i just think of daryl morey sitting on james harden being like i gotta find a way to make money off of this <laughs> <laughs> i gotta find a way to make money off yes, of this yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, because he oh my gosh right because he was he was a free agent he was a free agent and i just daryl there's no way that he was gonna let that asset walk away from that way so i just imagined daryl morey before all of his meetings with all of his people with james harden with whoever being like i gotta make money off of this that's that's mine well i that that's a perfect segue into mine because mine is uh, somewhat related to James Harden as well. So I chose barley tonight, which is a sketch where uh, Tim Robinson is a, like a late night talk show host who basically debates people live on air. And his whole tagline in the show is (laughs) basically if you start, if you start to win, I go on my phone. So if anybody (laughs) starts to make any good points, (laughs) That he can't uh, argue against. He feels like he's losing the debate. He just goes on his phone, and anybody uh, when anybody tries to talk, he's just like, "Hold on, hold on, I got to hold on, I got to see, I got to text, I got to blah blah blah." So here's how I'm relating it to the off season. We got a bunch of uh, of stars right now who basically um, want specific things, and I feel like all of them are taking this like, if you start to win, I, I go on my phone approach to this. So you've got Dame Lillard. You've got James Harden, who are basically just like, I will get my way. And if I don't get my way, I'm just going to go on my phone, which in this case is Dame flying to Miami to uh, meet with uh, the Miami front office or um, James Harden partying with the uh, 76ers owner and then coming out like three days later saying, no, I still want to be traded. It's just uh, it's been a wild, wild offseason, man. So you heard it here first. If, if they don't win, they're just going to go on their phones. <laughs> i think that's a good segue into mine because i chose that same skit or sketch whatever for a different uh nba situation so we've got barley tonight barch barley <laughs> he's uh you know he's he's just gonna go on his phone whenever he's losing an argument on air you know just you know looking down being just being like uh, hang on it's like i gotta do something for my mom and he's just, just, just like buried, buried in his phone. I have so much stuff on my phone. Uh, this feels a lot. That felt a lot to me. Like uh, there's a video that surfaced, I think, a week or so ago. Once the NBA media day pictures and footage started to surface, you know, the the newly traded players in their new uniforms, you know, kind of posing, dribbling a ball. Um, I think at the end of one of those days or either when uh, later on or the next day, one of those players, these traded players went to a summer league game, a reporter approached Jordan Poole to ask him if he had been in contact with Draymond Green. And he just, he like, he did like the fake look off in the other direction and completely dodged the question and kept walking. That was definitely a moment when he was defeated and looked at his phone because like, so to speak, because so good. he was <laughs> not going to answer that question about Draymond. He was defeated oh. and just completely 
completely checked out of the question and basically barched that one. You guys left a you Incredible. guys left a lot of meat on the bone for me. I, I gotta say, <laughs> I, I I love your guys's, and I I now I have to pick between uh, which one's my most fully baked uh, comparison, and I'm gonna go with the egg game. Um, Let's go! <laughs> Let's the, go! Oh gosh! <laughs> what am I looking at? <laughs> guys, come here. Okay. <laughs> So the egg game is a sketch where Tim Robinson is uh, sitting at his computer at work. We've all been there, you know, uh, you're a little bored with work and you, you find yourself uh, uh, doing something stupid that you would never do otherwise, but you're doing it to distract you from work that you don't want to do. Uh, so this, he's playing an egg game on his computer where you have a, um, uh, let me put this right. I think it's a basket of eggs Um and then you and you click the eggs, and then you feed the eggs to a different egg that has a mouth. And so you're you're, click, you're clicking on eggs, and you're dragging the eggs into the mouth of the bigger egg, trying to feed the egg as many of his fellow eggs as possible. It's, there's a cannibalism aspect to it. I don't really understand, but um, so <laughs> so so Tim is uh, is furious furiously feeding eggs to the other egg, um, but it's not reflecting as uh, all of his eggs that he's dragging. So he like drags 20 and then it actually says he's only fed the eggs six eggs. <laughs> this is so crazy. Um, and then while he's trying to furiously play his game, uh, his boss and other coworkers come in and confront him about issues they're having with him at work, which he acts like he's listening to, but really he's just playing the egg game. Uh, at which point, at the end, he shows the, his boss that he has played the game, and he eventually wins the game, and the egg takes off its clothes and poses nude for him. <laughs> <laughs> at, which a, oh at which a headline says you're looking at a nude egg and that's how you win the game anyway um this is a real pitch for the show uh but but my comparison my comparison to the egg game uh is the phoenix suns in that <clears throat> Matt Ishbia is just sitting at his desk doing all of these trades, just furiously making moves, firing people. He's trading for Kevin Durant. Oh He's trading God. for Bradley Beal. He is just constantly yes. doing stuff. And then at the end of the, at the at the end of the season, he's gonna be like 50 wins? What? <laughs> First round playoff mission? What? Jordan, he's like, I, I, there's a what am I says, looking at? What am I, <laughs> that one egg was 40 eggs? <laughs> and, then, and then at the end, he no. says, I'm not in trouble at all. And yeah. what Matt Isfier is going to be saying when they're hitting the uh, the second oh, apron taxes. But let me just um, <laughs> let me just rapid fire some of the other ideas, oh, which was just going to say, no meat left on that bone. Oh, let me, let me say, um, the, the Wizards are the deck at Club Aqua that collapsed and cut off Kim Kardashian's head. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a list of the players 
who are just here for the zip line. No, Kyrie, all you do all day is go on the zip line. Harden. Zion Williamson's too rough on the rope. Pulls on the rope. And of course, all you do all day is go on the zipline, Ben Simmons. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. Keep getting them checks, Benny. There's another uh, uh, sketch where a guy says uh, he has to pay to be in a friend group, and he says he was in the second tier, but then he was annoying at a party, so now I'm paying the most possible. That's the Rockets. Um, Dude, I was gonna say I was gonna say Rockets uh, free agents are are. Uh, the, our, our Tim in the drive through line and the pay it forward. <laughs> you're, you're, you're rich. Why do you care? <laughs> Busy my burgers. Big my fries. Big my burgers. Damian Lillard is oh, like yeah. the guy in the sitcom audience who, like, between or uh, between uh, uh, lines is just turning to the microphone and going, the Portland Trailblazers are a scam. <laughs> <laughs> and then slowly gets everyone in the room to buy in and listen to what he's saying. It's working. It's working. <laughs> and then the final one, the final one I had was um, Victor. Victor is the uh, pig in a mask where it's just like, that's going to kill me. That's real. That lives with us on Earth. That thing came in here when I was on the couch. Anything can happen in this world, we really know very little. (laughs) That's what it's like looking at those pictures of Victor being huge and long and crazy. Oh, man. What a masterpiece, Jinx, guys. I will say I had... uh, Harden as a backup, James Harden as a backup for the drive-through guy sketch, yeah. because he's just taking advantage of Daryl Morey, who just oh, yeah. is in front of him in the drive-through <laughs> or like everywhere, everywhere he goes, he's like, "Oh, I'm going to make Daryl Morey basically like vouch for me, you know, anywhere I go because he'll sign me, he'll keep me." I really so like Daryl Morey as the was... driving crooner. Uh, like a fish bumped him out of the water when he was a kid. <laughs> so it's always that's been... when I knew. <laughs> that's when he knew he had to get James Harden on every team he ran ever. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yep. The earth had something for him to do. <laughs> oh man. This is going to be a joy to edit, oh, man. I'm just so excited about this. <laughs> well, I, I we're going to have uh, uh, Dan. I feel like this has been the the, the Dan podcast. So we're going to have him bring us home with uh, his mud pie moment of the week. Dan, do you need any of us to look up any tweets for you? As yeah, plenty. I, I, for this, I, have a bunch of, I should just start sending the tweets that I need. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so the mud pie moment for this week. Quick honorary mention. This is actually probably the real mud pie mode of the week, but I just didn't want to dwell on it. Um, Pat Fitzgerald in Northwestern. Um, that was <laughs> so. Um, the head coach of Northwestern just got canned for a bunch of hazing that had been happening for like a long time. Uh, I won't talk. Ask the basketball no, 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 no. coach or football coach. Football coach. Oh my! Yeah, goodness. it was. It's pretty bad. Thanks. Like if, if 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 you want to go, you can go look it up and 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 they'll like talk about it there. But that one is like, uh, but that one that, that one's a downer. So I wanted to do a funny mud pie moment. So this one again, right? We were this has also been the the the, the summer league episode, and so this is just like a great mo- moment from summer league, right? And actually, 
having had a moment just like this not 20 minutes ago, I can I can relate, right? Because you summer league is your moment to shine. It's your moment to stand out. You know, you've been waiting, you've been working hard, you've been prepared, you want to show up and do and do great things. So off of an inbounds, <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks, coached by Jared Dudley, and so oh, no. <laughs> somehow makes this even better. Right? There's a nice little pin down at the free throw line uh, where the center ran out to get, get the ball. Um, so he the they passed it to him, and he uh, went the wrong way. He <laughs> went the wrong way. He took the ball, uh... and he made it to the opposite free throw line before he realized that he was going the wrong way. And all the announcers were like, um, that's, uh, that's, uh, he still dunked it, yeah, didn't he? he? Did. I think he, he still dunked he it. He did still dunk it. I think he's like, well, I'm too, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, I'm already committed. Exactly, that's exactly, that's what I choose to believe about him is that he got to the free throw line and was like, oh, no. And then was like, you know what? I'm here already. <laughs> and, and, and he dunked it. <laughs> so that one. Dude, the crazy thing about the crazy thing about that is I think they needed to win by 27 to move on to the next round or something and they were up by like 26 at the time. <laughs> so, I think they ended up winning by like I don't know, 24. It was very very close. That was just yeah. yeah. Again, Summer League amazing basketball. Great, I mean, great basketball. That's a, that's like I mean, the varsity squad <laughs> defended the wrong hoop this year <laughs> and lost a game in part because of it. And so they are he's actually That's true. He actually. was really just trying to oh make the goodness. team. Oh my goodness. He was trying to make the team. He's like this is what we do. Like, this is for you, Mark. This is for you. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully his dunk on the wrong basket did not count because I think they called him for a backcourt violation. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a backcourt <laughs> yeah, violation. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible Still, stuff. Oh, it was like, no. ah, so bad. Summer League, baby. Dude, the highs and the lows. Dude, Summer League is going to be another musical. Like, we've got Glenn, <laughs> the musical in the works. <laughs> Summer League. Like, it's like, where my dreams come true. Right? Like, like you got all these people vying for roster spots. People from overseas, people from G League, people from, you know, Australia, right? Like, it's like I love it. so many good musical I ideas. I love it. <laughs> Also, I said Australia as if it's different from overseas. It's all overseas from our perspective overseas, here. Overseas, Australia. I what? come <laughs> overseas, NBA, Australia. <laughs> idiot. I'm an idiot. Summer league. <laughs> I could get to the NBA, potentially. You have, like, the roommates, and only one of them is going to make it, like, onto the team. And they're all singing about, like, their origin <laughs> stories, about, like, how they got to the league. Like, you know, like, I want to be just like Victor Wimbanyama. They're like, you idiot. He hasn't even played a game yet. Like, who do you look up to? I look up to everybody. Like, I'm I just started men. playing football two years ago. Or... <laughs> yes. You're only five foot three. You're not going to make a team. But I average 15 assists what's in your the, league. Uh, what's the K-State? Mar- Marquise Noel? Is that his name? Marcus? What's his name? Marquise. I think it's Marquise. 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 I think. Did you see his uh, his his Steph Curry oh, look away oh, three? That was bad. Clank off the backboard. <laughs> that, that one that's another good candidate for my pipe. Yeah, yeah. Of the week. No, no, I respect it. I respect it. That's that is his vibe. That is what's going to get him into the league. Is just that sauce that he has. So sometimes it's not going to work out, a, but he has to do rim. it. It didn't even get rim. <laughs> that was a Dominic Wilkins <laughs> moment for sure. Dominic Wilkins. <laughs> <laughs> we we love that vibe. We love that vibe. 
the coaching staff of any team looking at him is going to be like, bye. <laughs> nope. He's a clown. <laughs> be like, we love you, Marquise. Nope. I think uh, I think we probably need to put timestamps on like the Spotify episode for this one to be like. <laughs> oh yeah, we definitely need timestamps. <laughs> if you oh that's right, if you, you don't do want to hear about mm. Barbie, just give them, like, <laughs> for minutes. minutes. <laughs> Honestly, no regrets. Listen to the first twelve minutes. <laughs> Absolutely no regrets about everything Barbie related in this no. in this episode. No, we didn't even plan this either. No, it's incredible that it's, there were so many so Barbie times. Everybody talking about Barbie. <clears throat> I'm surprised we didn't, uh, you know, somehow tie it into Lady Bird, you know? <laughs> Dude, Pat, <laughs> just today, I was making myself laugh thinking about, you know, we got here, boys. We got the chairs. We got the tables. We got some empty chairs and empty tables, boys. <laughs> I want you to know that. Not I want- for rats. <laughs> my friends. <laughs> I would absolutely watch Irish Lameis. I want you to know. I would. Listen, everybody. General Mark is dead. Except they don't shoot. Like, there are no guns. They just they just fist fight. No, dude. They take the butts of their guns and they just like, smack constantly over and over and over again. Oh smack at each other. Well... Happy anniversary, Chase and Rocks. Yeah. Have a wonderful date night tonight. Great. Dan, Jason, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of your night as well. Um, this is going to be a, a doozy to, <laughs> yeah, to edit. So we'll get it done. But this is the first of many uh, unhinged summer oh, pods. Yeah. Summer pods. <laughs> summer pods. <laughs> this is crazy town. Hopefully we don't watch our listener base just <laughs> slowly. Do that slash and half right down. Six to three. 50% drop. <laughs> Watch like the Barbie fans like see the timestamp oh, yeah. in the search and just surge the listenership. Bro, <laughs> little search engine optimization. People it. searching for Barbie stumble <laughs> upon like three men in their four- 30s talking basketball and no, squeezing no, no. some Barbie. Imagine, imagine the person who uh, who searches breakfast tacos in the search bar. <laughs> tacos. Yep. Hello. Yep. Ha, 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 ha.